Welcome, everybody, to the N-Word for Nerd podcast here at Head Cannon Circus. If you didn't know, it's your first time listening to us. Welcome. Thank you. You could be anywhere in the world, but I'm glad you're here with us. But if you didn't know, we review movies from the blurred perspective. As always, I have my host with me, the Duke of all nerds, Jason. What's going on? If you don't know what the word blurred means, it's black nerd for all you uh, non-melanated folks out there. So just in case you don't need to know, you know. Yeah. Fun word for the day. <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> uh, that's good to know. It's good to know. And I'm me, your host, Jason. I like, you know, I realized the other day I have like so many nicknames depending on where like I've been in my world in my life. So I decided to give just a quick rundown of some of them. Uh, I have J Al, I have Ja, you know, J A, uh, Jabba because J B A because my initials. Uh, I had J Ball Money for a time. I had J Money. I had, you know, normally just J. I like I for less I just ran through a lot of names in my life and uh still haven't settled on which one I like the most. So J- Jason, your initials are J B A. Yes. My initials are J A B. Oh my God. <laughs> it was meant to be the symmetry. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening and enjoying us. And we are going to give you just perspectives that we have on movie reviews and just all stuff in the geek and nerd spectrum. Pretty terrible. So that being Yes, oh, 100% terrible, be terrible perspectives. With that being said, the first thing we're going to be terrible about is ranking our Batman. Now, when I put this list together, I'm only thinking about when they're in the Cape and Cow, not the Bruce Wayne's of them, <laughs> just in the Cape and Cow. And I was, and I didn't refine it to anything. So I know I only did for live action, but I know mm. you may have animated, you may have different, because you know, if you've watched the show before, there is no rules to our top threes or top lists or our rankings. We make it up as we go along. So with that being said, would you like me to unveil my list first or would like you like to go first, Jason? How many are we doing here? We're doing like a whole you list. You can do as many every... as you like. Whatever you, whatever you, you, you got You go there. first. You go first and I'll see okay. what, what, what after I do after that. <laughs> okay. Right, okay. Okay. So I'm going to go from my worst Batman to my best Batman. So starting off in my worst category um, is Ben Affleck. Is my, my, my worst category. And why I say this is because comments like, you know, you know, do you bleed? And then he goes, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm bleeding fault. somewhere. Yeah, internally and all that stuff. That shit was terrible. I don't like uh, my Batman walking around without his mask on, but the rest of the outfit on and talking about back pain and all that. I'm good on that, Ben Affleck. So Ben Affleck is my worst Batman. Then slotted in by George Clooney. Do we even really got to talk about that? The only thing I liked about George Clooney's Batman is that if it would have been a world where there was a Justice League, he would have fit in very well because he was very wisecracky. <laughs> so I could see him like putting all the other Justice League members to shame with his wisecracks. The next one I have, to there, I have after that is Robert Pattinson. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, what? I don't like people that just stare at people. <laughs> Like, I get it, and it's supposed to be, like, now, look, if he was a big hulking dude and he was just staring at folks, that's a different vibe than a guy that looks like like that I could probably take in a fight just looking at me crazy. <laughs> so, not here for it. And if you want to be completely honest, on in The Batman, Patterson really don't talk that much. But we'll get to that when we talk about our review. My next one under there is Val Kilmer, because I think he had to look down completely. I think the script failed him more than anything. But if you just go pound for pound by look, he's probably the best looking Batman if we go across the board. I just think that it wasn't enough to his 
character because I think his Bruce Wayne is very nuanced, but I don't think his Batman was that nuanced. If, if anybody wants to go with that respect, after that I'm going uh, Kristen Bale. Uh, Kristen Bale. Like the only thing that makes him lower on my list is the voice. Like Batman Begins, it was fun. But the Dark Knight, it was it, it was kind of tough. By the time we got the rises, he was almost I couldn't understand what he was saying. Like it like he had marbles in his mouth and he was just screeching at people. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, the throat loss just was on tap for him on that one because it, it just I couldn't understand it. After that, I'm gonna go with Adam West, and I'm gonna go with Adam West at this level, this ranking because purely on one scene alone, in which everybody knows about it, if you watch online or you can meme it, look up Adam West when he has to pretend to be Bruce Wayne and Batman talking to I believe it's Commissioner Gordon. And how Adam West can play both of them simultaneously in that scene is the definition of what a Batman should be. That he understands the bat dancing. <laughs> right. No, no. Wasn't the hey, but in the time in the 60s, bro, when people was getting that LSD and getting that crank on them, hey, look, Batman should have danced in that era. So shit. <laughs> uh, after Adam West, we go with Michael Keaton. Um, probably most of our age, me, especially me and Jason's age, probably the, the definitive, definitive Batman for us all the way up to the animated series came out. So, I think, you know, Michael Keaton's a legend. I think the only thing that holds him back from being my number one is that the suit kind of failed him, but that was the technology then in 89. It just always bothers me in returns that he has to kind of rip and tear out of the suit to show his face. Because he can't like, turn so basically. <laughs> right, right. So basically, Batman just has just a million suits on deck because anytime he has to unmask to get out of the suit, at the end of the day, he has to rip it off. <laughs> so it always bothered me. So that's why he's there. Now, my number one Batman, and this is going to be because when we talk about no rules to the game, my number one Batman is actually Ben Affleck. Because when it was done correctly, he was great as Batman. Wait, you just... Yes. He's my last, and he's my number one, all in the same list. What yes. the fuck? <laughs> it's a circle. Then we just go full circle. Yeah, yeah. Because you can tell the 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 Zack Snyder Batman is really effing good. When you get Batman versus Superman and the Snyder cut, that Batman is really effing good. The Joss Whedon Batman is the one that made my worst list. <laughs> he's not that really good. Mm-mm. He's the one that killed the man and was like, "We got to bring him back." Because he's the hope of the... Like, what are we talking about? You killed this man. Like, <laughs> you don't even like that's him. Why, that's why he's my worst and my best. Because the way, the way Joss Whedon reshot that movie made Batman very terrible. But if you go to that Snyder one, Batman's legit in Batman versus Superman and in his cut of it. That's why Ben Affleck is my number one and my worst one all on the same damn list. And that's how you do a list. And also, a special shout out to... Uh, Lewis Wilson, 1943, Robert Lowry, 1949, and Bruce Thomas, who was actually on the TV show Birds of Prey, 2002. I didn't include them all on my list because I never really watched them. Because nobody all watched races. Birds of Prey. Probably so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, we told you it was from the black perspective. Uh, they, probably, they probably wake up saying the N-word. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that being said, I did not include them on my list for live-action Batman. But that is my list. I was Breaking wondering where Batman. I was wondering where you're going with that when you said that uh, Michael Keaton wasn't wasn't your number one. I was like, there are no more live action Batman after this. Like, what is he talking about? Like, <laughs> good bait and switch, Jason. Good bait and switch. I know. Unless you want to count that little kid from Gotham, which I didn't, because I don't know if he played oh, no. in the costume at the end. 
Or, or, oh, we didn't count uh, Jordan Walmont from uh, Titans either. But he never really gets. Oh, that I don't think he does. He suit up. Yeah, I don't, you don't think, think he suits up. up. I maybe he does in the third season. Cause I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, I don't either, either. All right, Jason, let's go and give it to us. What is your list of ranking the Batman? All right, my least favorite Batman would have to be uh, George Clooney. Yeah, that movie was terrible. He was overly silly. I get what they're trying to do because they were trying to bring back the the sixties era wackiness to it uh that was kind of started in uh uh batman forever but you know it just it didn't work and arnold schwarzenegger especially after you watch like the animated series and you see like how like well mr freeze can be how intimidating he can be and then you have arnold schwarzenegger chewing on cigars and going and doing ice puns it's mm-hmm. you know the whole thing just doesn't work you know yeah. <laughs> so uh, George Clooney is the definitely the worst. I'm sorry, George. You've much better in in life after that. So that's better. I mean, George Clooney and Dust Till Dawn is probably the best thing. Yeah, going <laughs> like by far. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Bef- after that, the next one up will probably be Val Kilmer. Um, a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, it, it, the, you can see the cracks starting to show, and also the fact that he adopted a full grown man. Uh, <laughs> like Chris O'Donnell was like 25 at the time. It was like, that's, that's, that's your boyfriend. That's not your award. <laughs> Look, I think we have to take that. We made to take that off the board because Bruce Wayne adopted a grown ass man. It, Batman yeah. did not. Still, no. It, <laughs> uh, <laughs> even though Val Kilmer's Batman is still, it's, it's still pretty good. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's still pretty good. Uh, I used to love Batman forever. Uh, he's definitely got a, like a stoicism to him that, that, uh, is definitely in line with something that Keaton did before him, but either way, you can still see the cracks starting to show, and you know, to eventually to the uh, George Clooney Batman in that one. Um, next up, uh, I'm going to uh, be controversial. Um, go Michael Keaton. Um, I love him. Don't get me wrong, I love him. Okay, he's great. Um, but uh, you know, Tim Burns a racist. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only if reason you do not know just just google tim burton <laughs> racist we don't need to go into it here one day we'll make a whole video about it let's not, let's do that now, we'll promise you that one day the only thing and this is probably the thing that was said about him at the time was he's just too short that's it he's too short mm-hmm. to be batman uh other than that perfect spot on perfect next up um you know what i'm just gonna lump all uh Patterson and 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 Batfleck in the same bat in the same category because I don't give a shit. They're next up. Uh, both their Batmans are uh, I've enjoyed thoroughly, uh, except in the Josh universe. Even the Josh universe and Ben Affleck still kind of shines to me. Patterson, yeah, he's he's great as Batman in this next in this latest film. Um, even though uh, maybe the rest of the film doesn't really work for me as well, but I still like him as Batman. I'll lump them both together as the. You know, because they're they're both kind of simultaneously taken, you know, at the same time here. Because you know, Batman and Batflex going to be back, so mm-hmm. there's always going to be multiple Batman. And then uh, after that, um, Terry McGinnis. Yeah, we're going to go animated. Ooh. Terry McGinnis, Batman Beyond. Will uh, Freed. Freed. Will Friedel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from Boy Meets World. For all those who don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah I love brother. Terry McGinnis. Like Batman Beyond, honestly. Uh, they should stop doing just regular Batman movies and start doing Batman Beyond movies, honestly. Because um, you can still have Batman and do something different than the same shit they've been giving us for the last 
30 years or so. So, but either way, Terry McGinnis, great uh, Batman, great, uh, like, uh, hero's journey sort of thing, you know, growing into the cowl to become his own Batman under the tutelage of uh, older Bruce Wayne. Uh, great cartoon series. So, uh, yeah, Batman Beyond, Terry McGinnis will be my, Will Frito will be my second favorite Batman. And my first will be Kevin Conroy as the animated Batman from the animated yep, Batman yeah. series. Um, iconic. Uh, he took what definitely what um, Michael Keaton had put as a foundation uh, and did it all with this voice in great animation style. <laughs> so, uh, and definitely uh, the quintessential Batman. I'm, I am so sorry that uh, they're never able to like kind of capture that same sort of magic for the live screen. Like no other Batman has been since has been able to like be as good. And I understand yeah. it's because it's a cartoon, but still it's 2022. Uh, pretty much every movie is a cartoon at this point. <laughs> y'all could do this, but y'all don't. And same when you right, Wonder look, brothers. I, I invited someone on as a special guest and what's up? Coach, we are talking about, we're ranking our favorite Batman from worst to best. So okay. Just finish our list. If you had to go, I know we're putting you on the spot right now. You had to go on the spot. Who's your your, your worst Batman of, of all time? Ooh, man, <laughs> there have been some bad ones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm probably gonna say Clooney was the worst. <laughs> okay, I think that oh, I think Clooney's the worst for everybody except for my list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you cheated. <laughs> I did cheat. I did cheat. I mean, seriously, Clooney, Clooney brought absolutely nothing to it. Um, Nipples? And then, and then, as much as I hate to say it, probably the next one was probably, oh, God dang, probably Kilmer. Mm. Kilmer was probably number two. I <laughs> See, I think we – I like Kilmer's Batman to a degree. He looked the best. Let me say that. That's what it is. He looked the best. Yeah, he he right. might have looked, but his his acting. I'm I'm not, I'm not really a big fan of Val Kilmer's acting in most things. I mean, outside of Tombstone, he was great. <laughs> tombstone. Uh, I'll be Huckleberry. <laughs> I mean, outside Iceman of Tombstone, in, 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 in Top Gun. <laughs> I mean, he was okay in Top Gun, but in Top Gun, I thought he was just being himself. I mean, he just, <laughs> I didn't think he was really acting at all. I mean, he just acted like you know the jerk that he probably is. <laughs> kiss, kiss, bang, bang. He was really good in that. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, okay. But I mean, I, I, I did. got back in the, the saddle. Yeah, I'm, just yeah. not, I'm not a big Val Kilmer fan, so I would say he would probably be my second worst. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I think, you know, skipping over, because I know there's a couple more, I'd probably say Michael Keaton might be the next worst one after that. My, my, mm. I know my best one was uh, the last guy, uh, Bell, Christian Bell. I thought was uh was the best Batman to me. I haven't seen the new movie, but from the previews I've seen, he don't even look like Batman to me. I mean, that, you know, so I'm gonna struggle with that from the beginning. What about uh Ben Affleck? You ain't got Affleck on your list? No man. He, yeah, he. Oh, I forgot about Ben Affleck. He he might be my my second best, I guess. I mean, just because. He he reminds me of Batman as far as the comic books are concerned. You know, I mean, never way too serious. You know, uh, not much of a sense of humor. 
I mean, I think he plays that up, especially in the Justice League and everything. When, uh, you know, of course, they got the Flash, who's an idiot, who's always laughing and joking. And then you got Batman, who just, like, doesn't have any humor at all. I kind of like the way Ben does that. Um, I, I don't I, – but he couldn't be my best. I, I think uh, Christian Bale, I think, was my best Batman. And uh, I'll put Affleck, I guess, second. I think uh, Affleck's – I had Affleck as my worst and my best Batman. So, there you go. <laughs> well <laughs> – Cheating, just straight cheating. That yeah. makes sense. That makes sense with you doing that way. Do I do that boomerang at him? Yeah, I I can see that though. But uh, but have you guys seen the new one? Yeah, yeah. Yes. We're about to jump into that review in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't yeah. seen it, but uh, but I I've got very low expectations. <laughs> and uh, Ooh. you know, I, I hate when people remake stuff because I think they feel like in order to make it better. It's got to be different. And I see this relationship between Catwoman and Batman being something that it wasn't, you know, in the comic books and everything. And and, and that worries me. I, I think they start just making stuff up. <laughs> it's all made up. I know, but I'm just <laughs> it's all made up. But my whole thing is, is, you know, stick to what they were, at least in the comic books. You know, you, you definitely all of a sudden you so. you make where Batman can fly on his own. I'm like, where did that come from? I mean, how <laughs> Batman just flying and shit? That was called an uh, animation <laughs> error because they sent the animation to a Japanese marketer for the animated series. There you go. And, and they thought because Batman had a cape and off any character in Asia has a cape they can fly. And there so you go. Watch the last season of the animated series. Yeah, Batman flies sometimes. Oh, I know. And it's random, and you're like, <laughs> just just takes off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's like just flying. <laughs> Dude, Batman Beyond, that joke was flying everywhere. I mean, he, he oh, well, like you said, right. he had he had on suit. They could yeah, fly. Well, I'm like, where did that come from? About Batman Beyond. I'll say nothing bad about Batman Beyond. <laughs> yeah, <that's super laughs> yeah. But it wasn't the suit yeah. that made him super. <laughs> Yeah, I, right. I mean, I remember one time I saw one adaptation of this thing, and somebody said, "What is your superpower?" And he said, "I'm rich." Yeah, that's that's a Josh yeah. Whedon joke, right there. Yeah. Wheaton, yeah. <laughs> so, like yeah. Batman yeah. would not have said that's his superpower. Batman was like, <laughs> "I have already beaten your ass like 16 times in my head, and you can you can try yeah. it right now. Just try." Exactly. It. I don't I don't know because we do have you know versions of Batman where he goes says, "I'm the motherfucking Batman." So. <laughs> Well, well, those are also Frank Miller's uh, interpretation of Batman and All Star Batman. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, like I said, I'm I'm I was anxious to see it, and I just didn't have time. I just got back from Nashville. I had to go up to Vanderbilt this weekend, and so uh, I wanted to damn try to go sneak and see it while I was up there. But you know, my lady friend I was with was like, "We ain't going to see no damn Batman when we did." <laughs> yeah. All yeah. that stuff would have dried up, bro. All oh, I'm going to tell you right it now. dried up, boy. I know. You ain't got to tell me. You ain't even got to tell me. So I didn't, I didn't push the envelope at all. <laughs> well, all right, Coach, man. We about to go back to the show. I, I, get, I, I keep saying I need to invite Coach on in a week and give him the, the layout so that he can see the stuff and watch the stuff we're reviewing and bring him on here because you know he going – I don't know if I want to bring him on here because he's going to say some wild stuff that's going to overshadow my wildness. What's funny is you and I are normally opposite ends on your yeah. wild stuff and my wild stuff. <laughs> I mean, it ain't like we the same. 
You'll be like, you give shit way too many chances for me. <laughs> no, that really, absolutely I was, true. I was entertained. I was entertained. Like, man, that's the biggest bullshit in the world. <laughs> oh, well, I just went in there, you know, with the jovial, and I just had my kids with me, and we just wanted to have a good time. And I was actually entertained by the movie. And I'm like, dude, that's the biggest bunch of shit I've ever seen. <laughs> All Jason needs is a bunch of flashing images, and he'll be fine. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I think it depends on how many how many drinks he has at the bar before he goes into. <laughs> Boy, into that, means go, that means I go to sleep. That doesn't mean I'm entertained. I'll go to sleep. I'll the bar. All right, man. I'm gonna get out of here. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you later. All right, coach. See you All right, later. man. Later. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we got Coach Gerald Mitchell, Coach Boo up in here. Giving us his ranking of the Batman. I mean, I think he he said his number one was what Christian Christian Bale. It was Christian Bale, which I don't All think right. I even put I, on my list because I forgot. I think you did. I thought you had it on there. I don't know. Justice. Yeah, yeah, swear to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's fine. Yes, yeah, swear to me. Uh, <laughs> like, nah, man. Well, I'm just gonna tell you the truth. I don't have to. Um, I don't have to swear because you're already hanging me over a building, threatening to murder right. me, my friend. Right. Um, nah. <laughs> <laughs> So as we move forward on this one, um, so Matt Reeves has an interesting take for us. Batman versus coded words. Yep, <laughs> Gotham City's underworld when a sadistic killer leaves behind a trail of cryptic clues as the evidence begins to lead closer to home and the scale of the per- perpetrator's plans become clear. He must forge new relationships, unmask the culprit, and bring justice to the abuse of power and corruption that is plagued. The Metropolitan. Look, you see how long this like this <laughs> summary is. This is why this movie's three hours long. So we, we just gonna jump into it. We're gonna do a little bit spoiler free for a brief moment, maybe one or two minutes, and then we're gonna jump into spoilers because at the end of the day, we got a lot of stuff we gotta express about this. Movie. We gotta get so, out some stuff off our chest. <laughs> yeah, we will let you know when we go into full spoilers, and at that point, you can either shut it off or enjoy it because the spoiler part is where we're gonna really start getting into it. <laughs> All right, let's just go in like one. Everything, this is one of those reviews where I go, hey, if we would do a checklist of what makes a good movie, this movie hits the checklist. It looks good. It sounds good. The acting's great. Like, the just everything around this movie, it, it looks grungy. It looks like Gotham. It feels like Batman to a degree, which will probably pull some shreds here and there. I'm gonna get it flank with you. This movie boring as fuck, bro. <laughs> like, I ain't even gonna play this game with y'all. Like, this movie is three hours of just, hey, you wanna see how well I can craft a movie? Yes, this is a great film student, but where's the where's the action? Where's the meat and the potatoes? Now, as a guy who's been an apologist for The Last Jedi, and I always said that The Last Jedi would help would have held up better if Rise of Skywalker didn't fail it as much. This movie is the last Jedi of the Batman series, where I'm saying this in the sense that the last Jedi. You can make a good argument it's a very boring movie compared to previous incarnations of Star Wars. This, The Batman, is a boring movie. I'd rather watch the trash of Batman and Robin because I know it's <laughs> trash, but I get to see like cool stuff like them surfing off a rocket and uh, ice ice blades under his uh, his uh, his boots. And it's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like it, It's just fun stuff in there that's stupid as all outdoors, but it's fun. This movie is no fun zone i challenge someone to go into this movie and tell me a fun part oh god i got let me change it three fun parts because i do know one fun part one fun part is the penguin 
Colin Farrell's The Penguin is fun as hell in this movie. Funny and fun as hell in this movie. Everything else in this movie is just played way too close to the chest, way too serious. It does not feel like a comic book movie. And I know, I know some of you guys are going to say, well, Jason, you love The Dark Knight. And The Dark Knight is just heat with Batman. I get that. But it's <laughs> actually fun. It's suspenseful. It has things in there that make you go, oh, man, I want to sit up and pay attention. Hell, like he had nothing in his pockets but knives and, and lint. Like it's things in Nolan's Batman The Dark Knight that is just dope. There is nothing in this movie that I will leave with is going, oh, that was really dope and fun. It just was a well-crafted movie. And all respect to Matt Reeves, he did what his job was. It just is nothing in this movie that I hadn't we hadn't seen before. Nothing in this movie that made us want to go, wow, that's an interesting, different take. Oh, I guess maybe except for the one interesting take is that Batman just walks around every fucking where. <laughs> like, it's no big deal that this dude is in a bat costume. He goes into the front places. door. <laughs> yeah, knocks on the door, guys. Not even just goes into, like, knocks on the door to announce himself. As Hi, I'm the Batman the and I'm here. Look at him. Right. Did you order Uber Eats? <laughs> so you want me to believe that this year two Batman is going to learn to be more stealthy? Like, usually, don't you start off more stealthy until you get, like, malaise by it and go, fuck, it, I'm just going to go through the front door. Like, <laughs> it should be the reverse. It should be like, hey, I'm new I'm to this. crawling through all these damn air but ducks. I'm, <laughs> right. I'm new to this. I don't know how people are going to respond to this, so let me be stealthy. Nah, he like, I'm new to this. Let me just pile it up and walk through the front door and tell people that I'm here. Or no, he didn't tell people. He just looks at them. That's, that's his thing. He looks at you. Very... Not even menacing, just looks at you. But it's everything's gonna be menacing when it's a guy in a bat costume looking at you. Like only thing that would have been more menacing is if he would have covered the white part of his face black, and then they'd be like, Oh shit, black man on the scene. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. Who's he with? Who's he with? Um, it's just a boring movie, man. And that is my spoiler-free review of it. It's three hours of great filmmaking, but a slog for me to get through. Jason, what say you? You didn't even get through it because he was asleep. <laughs> he was asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have seen two parts of it. Like, yeah, yeah. It was a whole fight scene at the end. I was like, yeah, I'm good, man. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I would, I would echo your sentiment. Um, yeah, to me, this movie is like someone made a pizza, and they got fresh dough, handmade dough. They got the freshest handmade, homemade tomato sauce of their nana from from Naples made. They got artisan cheese. They put on fresh slice homemade pepperoni they put the piece in the oven and then they burnt it <laughs> this is what this movie is about to me because like there are everything about this is there's so many good elements to it uh patterson as batman is pretty good selena kyle or zoe kravis as selena kyle is really good the penguin uh colin farrell really really good uh jeffrey wright as as lieutenant gordon really 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 good Yep, Paul yep. Dano as the Riddler. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. He's okay. <laughs> but, like, there's so much. Like, Gotham as a city. Really, really, really good. But, yeah, it's just... There's... Matt Reeves was, like, saw Christopher Nolan said, and he's like, oh, I'm going to take a grounded take on Batman. And he's like, I can think I could do it more grounded. And it's like, it's so grounded, it sucks all joy out of it. It is so grounded, it sucks all fun out of it. Like, you just gave me a real world Batman in a real world where there's nothing in this that would make me happy to see. It's just like, yeah, and it and, and making it so grounded, it makes Batman seem and like, don't get me wrong, Batman in real life would be goofy as fuck. 
All right. Let's just all be honest. It would be goofy as fuck seeing a grown ass man walk around in a bat costume, even if it's a cool ass bat costume. Right, it's goofy, right? 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and since you put this in a grounded era, it it does not work because looking at this dude, it's goofy. It's like mm-hmm. like this dude is just walking in there in his fucking bat costume with all these fucking cops, and no one's and everybody's like taking him seriously. Like, no, this looks goofy as fuck. <laughs> like, it's. He took all he took all the joy out of this. And that's that's the 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 bad part about this movie. Because everything in this, like as Jason said, it takes all the boxes of something that should be good. There's so much good parts to this that is disappointing that as a whole, it's it's just boring. And it's like it's not even bad, it's just boring. And that's mm-hmm. not what you want in a uh Batman film. Um the fight scenes in this, like are except for the very first one are very lackluster um you know the the uh kind of the whole entire lighting of this whole entire thing is it's just so dark and like you can barely see anything that's going on and it's like i get that you're trying to make this it's a dark and brooding batman but like we want to see him beat up people because he's batman he's supposed to be doing cool action and stuff like that and you're just like you were hiding any of his coolness and just pitch black darkness especially the the hallway scene where he's fighting the goons like the whole thing is 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 shot in the dark and it's like yeah there's some cool things that of seeing the gunfire and stuff like that but like you don't see anything else besides that and it's and it's so quick and choppy it's it's not fun the car chase it's not fun and he also Mm -hmm. murders like 15 people in that it's, Mm it's just it's just not fun and like even if you say like you know the Christian Bale Batman's the Nolan Batman's they were very grounded and realistic. There is still some fun to be had in there. There are still mm-hmm. things that were exciting, like you know, especially like the Dark Knight. Like Joker was fun. It was fun, and then like you know, uh, even Bane in the in Dark Knight Rises was kind of fun. He was silly. He was over the top. He was fun, you know. But this, there's nothing fun here. It's just... And when you say fun too, like as you say those names. My immediate brain sources to when you said the Joker in Dark Knight was fun. The first thing I thought about was you want me to you want me to see to make this pencil disappear. Yeah, like the magic trick. Fun. The magic trick. When you first said Bane, the first thing I thought about was like if I take that mask off, will will you be in pain? And he goes, <laughs> Yeah, for you. Like it, it. Like that's what we're talking about. Or, is like or, will you even or when say he lays the his hand on the dude's shoulder and just lay yeah. <laughs> like, like, do you feel yeah. safe? <laughs> right. We it's have fun. Of fun in our mind when you say these names. I don't. When you say the Riddler, I don't have a scene of fun. I have. There's, there's no fun. I have things that were cool. Like, I didn't say cool, but it was things that were, I guess, terrifying about the way he took down people. But I, it, I wouldn't I mean, say that was like. I don't the know. The one thing yeah. with the rat, and this also is a a product of the the rating system. You do this sort of grounded take on it right and you make it pg-13 so it's accessible to everybody but you're like then trying to show the horror of what this guy is doing but you're not really showing it it's all like you know one person's face gets eaten by rats and like you never like they just imply it but you never like so it doesn't really land because it's just implied and 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 you know it's it's just not fun (laughs) it's gonna gonna jump into the spoiler section, which is going to be fun for us. So, yes, the gun scene, which was like that was in the dark, reminded me of Equilibrium way better looking than Equilibrium. 
If anybody doesn't know about that film, again, do your Googles, look it up. Kermit's um, an idiot. But you know what the biggest yeah, know what the biggest issue with this movie for me is? And again, we're getting into the spoilers again. Five, four, three, two, one. Batman almost feels night invincible. Even when he jumps off the police station and he gets like beat down and yeah, he gets up in limps, but like you never see any lasting effects of that. You never see him modify his system to do that better. He get, he basically took gunfire, two guns to the straight to the chest, rapid, and he was like, "Yeah, that's fine. Disarm <laughs> you and be like, yeah, like it's part of the appeal of Batman is the fact that he is a man, so he's always had to be smarter than everybody to keep himself alive, but also to also not kill the people around him. You know, that's that's a hard thing to do. Is like it's one thing if you want to go into it like the Punisher, where you can slaughter everybody. It's another thing to go into it knowing that I have to take people down." But also keep them alive, like as the main objective. Nah, this Joker just is taking gunfire. Uh, a bomb blows up in his face, and he's just like, <laughs> "This cool. Batman, out of all the other Batmans that have been on the film, should have been dead a long time ago." <laughs> yeah, and I get it. He's in year two, and I'm with you. That don't top the fact of a bomb blowing up in your face for a realistic take on a character should at least scar you. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> At least I don't know, send you, uh, you know. And then the fact that the bomb blows up in his face, right? And he's out, right? And the cops like take him in, and like no one's just like, man, now that's Bruce Wayne, right? Right? <laughs> Let's I'm ask him. Let's find out. And, they all just like, they all just stop because Gordon's like, y'all don't do that. And like, look, I'm I've never been a cop. I will never be a cop. But I know people who have been cops. And like, and you're in a room full of cops. Like, one cop's not gonna stop everybody from doing something. No, Come on, we know right. that. <laughs> Especially, Especially if you're not even the top there. cop in the whole entire right. fucking thing. Right, <laughs> like, right. so this we're in spoiler territory now. So this movie does an interesting thing that I did enjoy and I did like. It sets up this premise that Batman, for these these first two years on his job, has inspired fear in Gotham to make criminals think twice about what they're doing based off like knowing that he could be in any shadow he could be anyway and that's a that opening scene of it is so good guys so so good the problem is is the scene almost right after it he has an inner monologue because this is going to be like a more of like a detective noir movie he has an inner monologue and they and i think it was even a news report that talks about like crime and violence has gone up in the city over the last yeah, two years crime has gone up in the last two years so how you effective are you really being? Like, like, like you give us this whole thing about them fearing you, and you see they see the light in the sky, and it's not a signal. It's a, but it's obviously not working because these jokers are just like, well, don't go down a dark alley now. Like, <laughs> just rob whatever you're doing and just walk in the middle of the street because <laughs> he won't get you there. Like, I, so that 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 was kind of worrisome for me. But it's one of those things in this movie where if we where we were to break this down completely. Will only say good things about it. The relationship between uh, Selena Kyle and uh, Batman is really solid. It is a little yeah. off-putting moment there that I'll let Jason go into when she makes this whole monologue, and then like her next her next action right after it is like what? <laughs> well, he'll let him go to it. But like the relationship between even between Batman and uh, and Gordon, Jim Gordon, Detective Gordon is really good. Probably the best I've ever seen. So there, all the feels are there when it comes to how they're setting these people up. But it just seems like it's never a moment where you're like, ah, or a moment where you're like, you kind of chuckle or a moment where you're like, 
I see where this is. Like, it's just, oh, yeah, good, good screen, good chemistry, but it's nothing there. It's like, you know, I know what I look at, I always call it the, um, the you had me at hello moment. You know, Jerry Maguire, he goes through the whole thing about loving her, and she's like, you had me at hello. Like, I know everybody talks, but that's a cliche thing in writing. Like, whenever you give us these good relationships, you have to give us that moment that solidifies that relationship that you go, I got it. It's never that between all these relationships. It's never a solidifying moment where you go, ah, I got it. Because they never let Batman really be vulnerable around other people. Even a scene with the hospital with Alfred, he's never really vulnerable. He's more like on the defensive that like Alfred didn't tell him stuff. This joke yeah. laid up in the hospital. And you mad at him because he didn't tell you stuff? He I'm sorry died. that I didn't like, tell you that your dad had someone killed. My bad. Like, right, that's it. You right. don't tell children, okay? Even when they're adults, you still like, ah, I might not tell you. <laughs> but even this ain't the time or place for this, Bruce. Like, it, it, I, I don't. It just, yeah, I'm flabbergasted. Okay, but go ahead. I'll let you go ahead, Jason. On um, some of the there was one moment in that that did stand out to me, and the only reason it stood out to me because someone on TikTok made it better by dropping the n-word in it (laughs) (laughs) yes and that was the moment where uh i guess batman and gordon are going to go uh into the uh orphanage orphanage yeah and he and gordon pulls as a cop pulls out his gun and batman is like we don't use gun and gordon looks like like what do you mean we (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) that was that was i mean that and, and but that was moment that moment in particular was too far in between and and too stretched out over this three hour movie. And I love three hour movies if they if you make them right. But it seems like for this movie they took too many sources from the source material and just kind of cobbled them all together. Oh, we're doing Long Halloween. Oh, we're doing Gear Zero. Oh, we're doing uh, the Court of Owls, but we're not really doing the Court of Owls. Oh, we're doing you know Year One, but it's not really Year One. It's it's just like they got so much. They pulled so much different strands of storylines and they calmed all together. And it's just, and it's, it's, it just feels overlong and overstuffed for what it needed to be. And it's like, by the time we get to the end with the whole um, blowing of the dams or of the, of the dikes in there, and it's like, did we even need this whole entire like third? And I get where they were going from because it turns Batman from being this instrument of vengeance to being a hero of inspiring hope but it's like we're already three hours into this we've already captured the main main bad guy like this is just seems like something tacked on at this point to to uh do something exciting and it really at the end it really wasn't all that exciting because it was well, still kind of dark it, and i'm glad you you took that from that scene because it's you just said that Woo, right <laughs> over my head I took that scene as literally just being the way to say, hey, the Riddler's a bad guy. Because well, the stuff he does in the movie and also is, with- it, it, it's societally bad, but let's be real, in the sense of he was killing corrupt people who were killing the city, yeah. the Riddler was, he isn't that bad of a guy, he just is doing it the wrong way. I feel like that end of the, the, the Dykes thing was just to be like, hey, you know, we got to make him a bad guy. No, we're, I'm definitely a bad guy. Him. I'm definitely going to murder every single person in the city. Because right, right, right. Like, I don't want to kill monger him. So let's and it's like, Dyke so you know, if, be like, oh, see, he hear innocence now. Like, if your plan was to, like, kill everybody, then why don't you just kill everybody? <laughs> like, why don't you just start with that? <laughs> like, you could have probably got away with this whole plan if you just like, you know what? I'm going to bomb the Dykes. And then get mm-hmm. all the uh, political elite in one room, and then shoot them. 
yeah. <laughs> and then <Exactly>. shoot everybody. <laughs> exactly. Um, I did enjoy. I think the best thing about this outside of the penguin is Selena Cow. Uh, Zoe Kravitz's Selena Cow or Catwoman is by far the best thing in this movie. And I'm not saying it just because she's hot. I'm saying this because she is hot. What 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 she's <laughs> fighting for in here is important, which I do feel like her main storyline probably could have been cut out of the movie. Like, but I don't yeah. know what you do with her if you do take that out. But since we're in spoiler territory, like you know, her main storyline is trying to take down Falcone because they have a history or have a relationship, which I'll kind of I mean, if Jason wants to spoil that, he can. I'm gonna kind of try I to I mean anybody who's familiar with the comic books or at least year one stuff would know that what the the relationship right. is right but they have a relationship so she's trying to get that well that also intertwines with some of the riddler stuff but also intertwines with batman's history and it's just i, I kind of wish all that gangster stuff would have been pulled out of this movie it kind of just streamlined it that like falcone was running it now the riddler's coming on as a lunatic it's messing up business for both sides and you just kind of usher that other storyline again, maybe for the sequel. Um, but in saying that, again, because we talk about this movie being very well made, it does give you the moment of when whatever happens to Falcone that, like, figuratively and literally, the floodgates for villainy opens up. It almost felt like Falcone was keeping it under wraps or keeping that lid on. And then once he, whatever happens to him, the floodgates open, and I guess that was probably the symptomatic thing of the Riddler doing it too, because it, but it was like almost like he was the corruption in the city was running only through him, so nobody was making moves or doing outside of the pocket unless it, he came to it. Now he's out of the way for some circumstances. Now it's like we're going to get all the lunatics are going to come out the woodworks. I thought that was a good just supposed system to put there. I just think it just didn't need to be in this movie. I think this movie should have had a little bit more Riddler in it a little bit more of a cat and mouse game with him and Batman. I'll even go as far as to say, and this is just me being a petty person, because I think it would have been very entertaining, if that whole final scene where he's beating up the, you know, Riddler acolytes that just became because they, just like any viral movement, yeah, people jump and cling to it, which I thought was a very good premise, a great premise. I wish he would have figured out a way to organize them, and we could have had like a big-ass maze at the end of the movie. Where Batman, like the animated series, is yeah. trying to figure out how to get through the maze to get to the Riddler to, to stop a bomb that's going to blow up City Hall or whatever crap. And then that would have been a dope ending to it. And then that, that would have been grounded because Batman yeah. has to be real because that's what every <laughs> right. fucking auteur needs out of Batman is he'd be real. And, it, and the worst thing about this movie for me is it makes fucking Zack Snyder look better. And that mm-hmm. pisses me off because, yep. for at least for one thing, like, in Batman versus Superman, the fight scenes in that shit was fucking dope as hell. All right, yep. those were freaking. Even though Batman was killing people and shit, and I don't like that, <laughs> it still was awesome to see yep. Batman do Batman stuff. And in this movie, you don't see Batman doing anything because either it's too dark, or it's just like the fight choreography is just like he throws some punches and the guys go down. It's it's basically like Nolan's fucking choreography in 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 uh, the the previous trilogy of movies, and it's. It's so disappointing because it's like it's 2022. Like, you can make an awesome ass Batman because there are freaking fight choreographers out there who are just doing it on their phones mm-hmm. and, and 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 stuff like that. Who could come in and maybe they're not the biggest name in the world, but they can come in and bring some new life, new energy into these into these things because that's part of it. What we want to see is action. You know, yeah. I like the fact that this is probably the only Batman that has ever been like an actual detective, but even then. Because it's an actual detective, it kind of makes him look dumber in the in in retrospect. 
because like how could you not figure this shit out when i figured this shit out and i'm not fucking smartest guy in the world all right like you should know that falcone was the main bad guy <laughs> like, what you guys, world's greatest detectives over yeah, here world's greatest detectives right here like apparently not um also like there's things that is just personally the nitpicky things that i don't want to see anymore i'm tired of seeing young batmans or 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 year one batmans we've got that plenty of times i'm glad they did not kill his parents again but everything has to be involved with his parents you know no there's 80 years of fucking God. stories guys where they don't involve his parents being the motivation behind why he does shit so let's like move on from there and also at the end of this thing and this is a definite spoiler alert uh because it's definitely a spoiler you know they put the riddler in uh arkham and Ooh. who's in arkham it's the fucking yeah. joke and yeah, then, you know, you have on the fucking internet, it's like, who could it be? It's like, we know who it is. It's the fucking Joker, because that's always who it is. It's always the Joker. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. you can't get away from the Joker. It's like, Batman has like 120 villains, and y'all mm-hmm. always pick the Joker. And it's like, they just move on. Do something I mean, we even joked when we came out the movie, we're like, how come the internet guy couldn't have been like Calendar Man? Like, yeah. you know, like. <laughs> like Calendar Man. Victor Zaz. Fucking Clayface. I don't know. Condiment King. I don't fucking know. Right, right. <laughs> Anybody a, other than the Joker. But it, no, it has to be the Joker because that's what everybody wants to do. Because, yeah, you know, that against, makes um, your bones. Like, I would like for you to take, like, what they did in The Long Halloween, would you take a joke character like Calendar Man and make him menacing? You know, in The Long Halloween, if you ever read that story, Calendar Man is more like, you know, um, what's the dude from Silence of the Lambs? Uh, Hannibal, um, than then he is about this jokey thing. He's a fucking psychopath, and it's scary. But no, we got to do the Joker because that's what everybody does, you know. Well, Dude, we could do Mad Hatter, and that would be good if you did it right. I don't even mind if you're going to touch on the Joker. I, I want you if you're going to do that, and we talked about this too. And this is one of those things again. Uh, we're about to give Zack Snyder credit for things that I hate in life. Zack Snyder's version of Batman, I know it was already in a universe that had Superman, so he kind of had a leg up, but he did, hey, Batman handles real threats for real human beings, but still understands the supernatural portion of this world exists and can be doing it. Nolan's Batman, no. This Batman is in that same boat. I can't see a Clayface in this world. Hold on, change it. I can see a Clayface in this world, but it wouldn't be the one that we would want. With the CGI and him actually shape shifting, whatever, it'd be just some guy that can put on prosthetics like Mission Impossible. That's yeah. what they would do in this world. His clay face would be a guy who there'd be no killer scans people's faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it would there'd be, be no Solomon Grundy born on the Monday. Yeah, no man bat, nothing like yeah. that in this world. And it's like I want that Batman. I, I dug the detective part of it. I dug that he was newer to the game, but I want the Batman universe where I can see that supernatural stuff does happen and exists. And it's a it's a role in this world because I and feel that, like that that's the, that's what Batman is, <laughs> and that to me is what's compelling about Batman is is that he's normal dude having to deal with his unnormal situations, right? Like he's the only one who's gonna walk in there and be like, oh shit, this is ghosts. Well, I think I can figure this out, <laughs> you know? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh shit, there's a fucking giant crocodile man. I could probably take this out. I, I can figure this out. You know, it's like he's not Superman. He he doesn't have powers, and he's still taking on these crazy ass threats. And he's like, uh, we'll 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 see what happens. We, we we can probably figure this out. Hey, where's my kid sidekick? Let's go and do this together. Right, right. 
All right, so let's go to the fun part of this whole thing. Let's go into the ratings here. Jason, what are you giving the Batman? 10 out of 5. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, it is not. It's just That's boring. only reserved for Star Wars things. It's only 10 out of 5 yeah. reserved for Star Wars. <laughs> I would have to give it a 3 out of 5 because there is so much to like about this. It's just it doesn't all come together. So it's right in the middle. I, I will, I'm going to break that with you. I'm going to give it a, a three out of five because I did go and see it again this weekend. And <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I, I got through the parts that I, I slept through. and was like, oh, I guess it was a little bit more action there, but didn't do it for me. And like you said, it's a three out of five because it, it's going to be people that are going to see this movie and see how well it's made, and they're going to love, love it. And yeah. it's going to be people that are going to be like us, and it's like, this was cool, but it, I can see it. I just feel like it's just fucking boring. I mean, yeah. what more can I say? You know what I'm saying? But like always, me and Jason went through that, so you don't have to go that route. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I would like you to go to the movies so they can make more Batman movies, but probably they'll still make the same type of Batman movies over and over again because that's what they do because it's large corporations running this thing. So, yeah. um, yeah, y'all can sit this one out if you don't want to. <laughs> All right. Catwoman's attempt to steal a priceless jewel puts her squarely in the crosshairs of a powerful consortium of villains, Interpol, and Batwoman. The movie we're talking about and we're about to review for you next is Catwoman Hunted. So this is a direct-to-DVD uh, animated uh, DC offering, which they relatively do well here. So, Jason, what are your thoughts on Catwoman Hunted? My thoughts, my initial thought is, oh, how the mighty have fallen. The animated DC universe or the animated movie DC universe used to be so good. It was at one point the best DC that you're going to get with motion pictures, right? This is not it <laughs> for me anyway. Uh, this just seemed like um, someone made like a generic, like, you know, a generic anime and then just slapped Batman branding onto it. And <laughs> And and it's just like it's not it's 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 okay. It's just like there's there it was nothing really here for me that I could say that I enjoyed. The beginning was overly long. She just kind of announces herself to the bad guys, like I stole this thing from me, me, Selena Kyle. I hope nothing bad comes out of this. <laughs> you know. Um even the voices of Keith David really couldn't bring this up. It just like there's a lot of grunting and, and staring at stuff. It's all the bad anime tropes that I don't like in this, and and it's not there because it's fun or it's funny or they're trying to take it in a different direction. It's there because the reason why these are bad anime tropes is because it's cheap and they can do it quickly, and that's what I got out of this movie. Is that someone was like, "We need something out like right now. Let's do anime. Here it is. We can do it in in thirty <laughs> days, and we got it. Uh, get some famous people or famous ish people, and they'll voice the cast. And don't even worry if the lips match up. Let's just throw this out there, and that was it for me and the only part that i kind of liked even though i thought it was kind of stupid was uh when selena tried to seduce batwoman and batman was all in for it and i was like dude you know that's batman's girlfriend right <laughs> like that's your cousin's girlfriend like and you're just like fuck it she's here i'm here let's let's get these fingers warmed up <laughs> and then catwoman was like nope <laughs> which um yeah this there is the kind of the the, the fight scenes, uh, the, there was this uh, one point where there was like just these monsters and and, and dudes in mech suits, and it's just like 
uh, that didn't really work. There was parts where there were ninjas on the Eiffel Tower, and it was just like, oh, I killed you, and like you, you y'all just literally murdered all these dudes. <laughs> like, it's just there's nothing here for me. I'm sorry. It's just it's I don't like it. It did, it did not resonate with me whatsoever. And like Catwoman done right is something that could be really really fun to see. This is not it. That's oh favorite. man. Ooh. And Jason's gonna be like, I love it. <laughs> You said it. <laughs> I enjoyed Catwoman Hunted, and I'm gonna tell you some reasons why. And it's all in the maybe said the tropes, like the animation trope stuff that you hate. Well, I have reviewer tropes, and I'm gonna <laughs> dig an adjacent reviewer trope. The first reviewer trope I have is this movie was like 72 minutes long. You know, that's right up Jason's alley. A short <laughs> movie. Oh boy, I love a short movie. I'm gonna reach into the other trope over here when it's like when you make the universe feel like it's a part of the universe, I'm always going to be a sucker for it. I love the fact that Selena had like things that were like off limits for people to say and do around her because of things that we know about like her in, in her life, whatever. Only one person calls me cat. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes. And that's, that's the line. And that, that was just, I love it. Cause you don't have to do that in the movie. You don't have to do that. Though at the end, Batwoman into calling her cat. And I'm like, y'all, yeah, yeah, yeah. about to fuck. Was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, that's what I thought. Uh, so, I dug this one because I thought it was a interesting take on Catwoman. Not in the sense that it was nothing we hadn't seen before. It just having her in a lead role that didn't consist of Holly Berry was a very interesting take for me to have. Also, I kind of imagined in my mind that this movie was a almost told from an unreliable narrator in Catwoman. <laughs> and that's what it felt like to me when I was watching. And I think that's the flaws that you're pointing out. Is why, but I think I tricked myself into believing that like this story is focusing on her and she's just not a good narrator. Coach Boo is right. What goes on? <laughs> right. Jason, <laughs> yeah. can, Jason can trick himself into liking anything. <laughs> but, but no, it's not even what I'm just saying. But like the, the things about the characterizations are dope. Like her having to get come out of the plane and how she has to react to that. The fight scene with her and Chester and how that has to react. The problem with this movie, and this is where I think you're going to get me, it snatches me back. It fully snatches me back. Oh, so shout out to Tobias Wellbeing and something because he doesn't get enough credit for being. He does not things. get enough credit. And I was glad that he was in this one and it was really, really dope to see him. Voice by Keith. The thing that snatches me back is the ending, like you said. Once we start getting to Monsters, Mech Suits, and the final villain that is the final villain at the end, it took me completely out of the movie. Because <laughs> everything up to this point wasn't that movie. And, here's and then also, at the end, they just pigeonholed it in. Like, here's also something silly about that scene. You got one gang that's mech suit gang. You got one dude who can create monsters. You got another one who can who can uh, summon demons, and you got a a mediocre sword dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who's like, I trained him as someone who trained him in Master Shiva, and he's like, No, I actually was trained by Lady Shiva. <laughs> so, it was a good moment. Like, why are you boy? here? Right. <laughs> Exactly what I said. I was like, that's a great moment, but why are you here? And also, if you were someone who trained the Lady Shiva, which is hand-to-hand and using weapons, why are you constantly, like, you that sword that you got off, old girl, you should always have that in your itinerary anyway. Yeah. Because if you're that, if you're that well-trained. Um, but it's little things about the movie at the beginning and even in the middle that I just enjoyed. I enjoyed how they had a whip, like, functionally look how it's supposed to look for a comic book character where the whip looks like her tail. Like, people don't really get that. That's why Catwoman uses a whip. 
Like, she doesn't use propulsion. It's like, when you have it on her, it's supposed to represent, like, a cat's tail, which she more uses like a monkey in real life because she uses the whip and grab things. But anyway, the point is... Cats don't have prehensile tails. (laughs) Well, yeah, yes. uh, But, I mean, like, the point is, is that, like, it it got that that kind of thing right. It got the arrogance of Selena right. Yeah, like, Selena, Kyle, and Catwoman aren't, especially in more recent incarnations, aren't a divided, like, secret thing. Like yeah. the villains know she's Selena Kyle, they just don't want to fuck with her because it's a long. You want to pack your lunch, fucking like fighting her because it's gonna be a long day. Like so, the arrogance of her is it's Catwoman. Uh, right. <laughs> I don't think I'm trained enough for this. The cat burglar burglar s attitude of it was there. Like I said again, the thing I just hated about this movie was just the last half. It just deteriorates into like random anime bullshit. Yeah, they didn't trust the story. They didn't trust the story. They were like. We need to ramp this up a bit. Like, no one's going to buy into, like, this singular character having singular one-on-one battles with people that are pretty not really popular but known characters, and her success rate on there determines if she can win it or outsmart them. Nah, we need something more bombastic to kind of, like, pull you in. And that's where it falls apart for me, and that's where it makes me hate this freaking movie because I was loving the vibes of it. I was loving the, the, the heist part of it. I was loving the wittiness of Catwoman. I loved her sarcasm. I like it was all working. Even her relationship with Batwoman, I thought was really, really cool and really, really fun. Like you talk about the seduction scene was very well done for someone who's Catwoman. It just I was into it until she crashed through. She hell, I was even willing to accept the like feral bat chick that was in there. I was like, all right, I'll roll with it. What was that? That cheap dog yeah, starters ripoff. Like, it's, that's not right? anything. I was going to roll with it, but as soon as they crashed through that window, I, it, it, that's when it all started falling apart for me. Because even how they, like you said, the, how they even shot that was terrible. It was like they crashed through, and then they would show all the henchmen, like they're about to shoot and do things. And then it would show back to, like, Selena and Batwoman, and, like, magically they just, like, traverse the distance in, like, a millisecond, and yeah. then. They're kicking and fighting people, but then the next scene, the shooters are way back far away again, and it, it, it was a mess. It, it just all fell apart for me from there. So, um, I mean, unless you have something to add, we could jump right into ratings on this one. <laughs> um, What I was going to add, oh yeah, Leviathan as a villain is not something that you take lightly. This is not just a simple international gang organization. These are like super terrorists. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's worse than the League of Assassins. Like, right. <laughs> like they're willing to get kids to go blow themselves up. Like, and right. they're not the fun villains you want. So this didn't that the fact. I mean, we all knew it was Talia Al Ghul pulling the strings, but the fact that this was Le- this wasn't Leviathan, and it was just silly, and you shouldn't have used that. Same I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's go right into ratings on this one, what, Jason. What are you rating? Catwoman hunted. One out of five. This would have been probably wow. better if they chose another uh, another art style um, that isn't cheap anime. Maybe, you know, non-cheap anime. If you're going to go anime, don't do it cheaply. Um, but, yeah, one out of five. This did not resonate with me whatsoever. Man, you just fisted that one. I had to break it up into two different viewing sessions and oh, wow. force myself oh, to watch this movie? shit. Yeah. Um, it's like... Go ahead, Jason. I'll give it a a 2.1. <laughs> Again, like you said, it, 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 that they, you know, a lot of times I say, well, it didn't stick the landing. 
Nah, these jokers, like, it ain't even to stick the landing. They <laughs> fell off the Basically. balance beam, uh, decided to, like, do a, a cartwheel run underneath the balance beam, and then <laughs> sucked their hands up. It was like, ta-da! And we were supposed to be like, yeah. Good job. Like, the ending here just, it loses everything for me. And I was so enjoying this movie. And I was even enjoying it more thinking, oh, man, they got a nice tight script here. This movie about to end soon. <laughs> and uh, they was like, hey, we got something for you, Jason. You like mech suits? Because you like Iron Man, right? Gotcha. You like you like monsters? Because you like Constantine, right? Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> oh, you like the Bat family, but we're going to give you Bat woman. <laughs> the least gotcha. liked per- per- person of the <laughs> right? And then we're going to give you like two other guys that have minimal roles in the DC universe as cops. Gotcha. <laughs> and then at the end, we're going to give you this character that's really, I guess I can't say hot, but really well known right now because she was in the, a recent movie. A couple years ago, that didn't do so well, but we're gonna give you that character anyway. Gotcha. And not gonna be any better than the one in that other movie. <laughs> right, right. And like, you, you like this movie, right? It's like, right, right, right. And you're like, no, I, no, I, thank I, you. I hated this movie. So, so, sorry that I even wasted my time here. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> can I get my time? Reclaiming my time, right? Right, I reclaim my time. That's what you should do the rating system. I reclaim my time. I reclaim my time. <laughs> All right, the series adopts the Briarwood arc from the original web series, in which Vox Machina crew avenge and murder, uh, murder the rulers of the town of Whitestone and most of their offspring by the Lord, by the evil Lord and Lady Briarwood. So we are going to review next Vox Machina because we just did a uh, first three episodes. Now we finished the whole series. And so we have some bones to pick with this series. And when I say bones, doesn't mean it's good or bad. We just got bones to pick. <laughs> Jason, because sometimes you like, gotta get in the marrow, know, and it's really good when you pick the bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the marrow. You know, take, take the meat, spit out the bone. Jason, <laughs> let's jump right into you because this is your baby. What what did you think of season one? So um there was a there was a uh res- there was a hesitation that uh from season from episodes one to three that they could not keep up this sort of energy of fun slash balance of, of dramatic tension. And um, yeah, no, they did <laughs> for me. Anyway, this shit was um, I, okay. So to be honest, let's, let's go. I was never in the critical role. I never listened to season their campaign one. So I'm not really familiar with these characters as I am with their campaign two or campaign three uh, campaign two is one that I've, I've, of. Uh, consumed the most so these characters are new to me so i have no sort of preconceived relationship to them other than the fact that they are from critical role so but with that said critical role is one of my favorite things on this planet and this is just an extension of that and from beat to beat it gets it gets better for me it gets all the way up to the point where they you know they kill the briarwoods it was a lot of fun a lot of and even though like most of the characters don't get any sort of um, character arc, the only really character arcs are given are to Percy and a little bit to uh, Pike. Uh, but mostly it's Percy's story that's going on here. A lot of this shit is so much fun. It's just fun to watch. It's, it's gorily violent. Uh, it's there's quips. There was one point where they were getting beat up and I think it was episode four. They're getting their asses kicked by these ghouls. And they're all about to die, and Pike spits her blood into the fucking ghoul's face, like just like. <laughs> and then, it's just like it's so like, it's like. 
a great D&D game where you have all your friends are like they're all firing on their cylinders and you're telling the story of all the badass things that you can't do in real life. And and this is what this show is about. I am upset because I've been trying to tell people to watch this show and they'll take a look at the previews. I'm like, oh, the animation looks bad. I'm not going to watch it. And it's like, no, uh, you're a piece of shit. And you know who I'm talking. He doesn't listen to the show, but you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, he better listen now. So calling him yeah. out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're a piece of shit. This shit is funny, is witty. It also hits. It hits pretty much all the points that you want in like a '90s era style TV show. So, and it's you know, yeah, the animation at some points is not that great, but at some points it's pretty spectacular. Yeah, it's not gonna fucking be your Demon Slayer or your fucking. Uh, arcane out here, you know. You know, most most American studios just don't have that kind of time to do that kind of shit. So, right. you know, they can't. It's not going to be like that, but it's still worth the watch, especially if you like sort of fantasy stuff. Uh, if you like any, if you like like Lord of the Rings, anything like that, you should watch the show. Especially if you're an adult and like something a little bit more, a little bit more adult humor. There's one point where uh, you see someone take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> But also, if you're a fan of of Critical Role, there's so many different little things you can pick out, uh, like their problem with doors. That is something that was happening throughout (laughs) their campaign and through the show. They have a huge problem with doors and like, fuck doors. Or you find the hidden Matt Mercer's. Like in almost every episode, there's a background character who is meant to look like Matt Mercer, who is the DM of the Critical Role. So he doesn't get to voice, I mean, he gets to voice a lot of background characters because he's not a main character, but like if it's a character that he's voicing, like the people from the animators, they threw him in there without his knowledge. <laughs> so you get to find the awesome. hidden Matt Mercers in the in the show. So there's a lot of different fun things here. Or if you're a D guy, you try to pick up, oh, that's a you know, that's a sunfire spell, or that's witch bolt, or you know, so there's lots of stuff in here for nerds like me to enjoy. And it's very much something that's fun. It keeps up, and I can't wait for season two because there's gonna be a season two because this shit already made eleven million dollars. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's gonna be a season two. So yeah, it's great. You should be watching it if you like shit. Easy. Look, I'm a, I'm gonna throw a little cold water on the parade, and it's gonna be a little, <laughs> little, little bit, little Haiti hate here. We're gonna give a little Haiti hate, you know. I like, I like the episodes. Don't get me wrong. I thought the way they set up with the dragon, like being the first part of the the, the season. To kind of lay the groundwork of like the team's almost dysfunctional attitude about being quasi heroes because they're still doing it for the money. But that is where my issue hits hardest at is that they lose some of the the swindler attitude for me because they become such so connected as a family under like under Percy's trauma so quickly that I wish they would have explored the fact that, like, they all band together because they didn't want to deal with the personal stuff of their lives. And that's the perception I got. Let me let me say that first and foremost. Maybe I read it wrong, but the perception I got was that they were in this just to make some money and kind of just be famous, but not really be, quote-unquote, heroes. Just make some money, be yeah. famous, and enjoy the luxuries of being famous. And I felt like... They made it very known that, oh, all of us are in this team only because we have the same objectives for it. The move to being under Percy's trauma with his family and becoming a family, I thought was just almost unearned from what they gave me. 
and that bothered me a lot. But the reason why it doesn't matter as much because it was so fucking interesting, the whole story. <laughs> like, the, the, every time I kept having a gripe about it, I was like, I don't, yeah, I should I should care that they did this so quickly, but I don't because, you know, Percy with the whole, his gun and it having people's names engraved in it, it felt like they kept giving you layer and layer of, like, the mystery while unwrapping things but giving you more layers to say, hey, this isn't explained yet, but we know it's connected. It just was a phenomenal way to tell a story, and especially if this story was being told through a D&D campaign. Shout out to them, because I played D&D before, and I've had really good dungeon mas uh, masters, and we've had a good time playing. I've never had things that seemed as, as fun of a time as that what they were having from what this show was showing. And I know everything wasn't shot for shot from the D&D thing, but majority of it was taken from it, and it was very, 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 very fun, and I think part of it I disagree with when you said everybody didn't get a an arc or some kind of fleshing out. I feel like everybody got fleshed out to the point what we needed for what the story to make the story work. Um, we got you know Sprite Sprite trying to get her her light back, which I thought was a very good counter move to like, what I just talked about the fact that like she kind of lost it because her, her and her crew was doing crappy things like <laughs> they weren't good people, so she kind of lost like. The light that gave because it was supposed to be for useful good, which I thought was kind of good. Uh, I thought that was great, but it didn't. I thought the payoff for that was good for what it gave us. But I still feel like it reminded me that, like, why are these people all down for this? Especially when the first hint of, like, they could die or this just got real because it's vampires and all types of craziness. Why are they really rallying around Percy? Because we haven't seen Percy to be, like, Grog or one of the more charismatic people of the group where you can say that these selfish people may rally around this charismatic person because of the charisma. He was more of like the curmudgeon. So it was even more to be like, why are you willing to, to die for this dude? And he's not even telling you the whole story. And he hasn't even let you know his past. And it's so many question marks. And why are you rolling with this guy? But you forget it very quickly because then a good action scene comes up and then they fight and it looks good. It looks clean or whatever. I, I thought, just the characterizations they did a lot for the characters without having to say this is my backstory mm -hmm. it seemed like you know spike and grog worked together before they probably were part of vox machina they made that kind of a known thing that's great i got his backstory he wants to fight and the only thing he really cares about is her that's all i need for right now you know we got to talk about even vax and all and he's like oh he only cares about himself and it's just odd that he's like doing this I hate that you put that in there because it reminded me that I was like, oh, yeah, that's my gripe. That why are you all doing this? <laughs> but it was like you were giving him this moment to say that the reason why he was doing this because he, he was feeling shorty. Uh, the the woman he chick, he was feeling her. So, yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm out here. Yeah, I guess I do care a bit. Nah, you just trying to get them draws. And I'm here for that. But I wish it was like more presented that way than presented to him trying to be almost a hero. So, like I said, it was all. And then um, um, Kylie, even her her role of not believing in herself and then becoming the pretty much the heavy gun of the group. OP. Once Sprite kind of had to walk away. Right. Like it, 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 again, it all works. I just wish that some of these things I like, I like sometimes my anti-heroes being anti-heroes. I don't need you to make them a hero very quickly. Like I don't need Han Solo's name to be Solo because he's by himself and he saves Chewbacca out of the goodness of his heart. I need him to have an angle. I need him to be kind of sludgy and kind of grimy, but still have a decent heart because he will do the, the bare minimum of the good thing that's going to protect himself. I, I'm fine. And if you're going to present him that way, you need to make it very compelling for me to realize why they don't want to be that anymore. 
And that's my only gripe about this is that I think they never gave me a really compelling reason why the rest of the crew decided to be good people. But other than that, the show's fucking phenomenal. And anybody's complaining about the animation, you can eat one. <laughs> that's my review. <laughs> and that goes to a point that I've saw on uh, TikTok and other news services that, you know, some people, some fans of Critical Role have been uh, down on the show because, you know, it kind of moves too quickly. Um, mm. But in that respect, it's because uh, it's a, you know, a TV show, a one hour TV right. show with 10 episodes where we used to get four hours per episode for, for this. So 10 episodes of, of, of Critical Role was 40 hours for this shit. And we've right, condensed right. that into one season of TV. So it's, it's I understand, like, it, it is like, yeah, they kind of move quickly from being, you know, strict mercenaries to like, oh, no, we're a family by the end of the season. But the reason is that is that they had to condense so much because it's not a D&D. It's a TV show. And who would want to see a four hour episode of them just going to the store? Because that's what they do. In Critical Role. They'll do a whole entire episode of them just going to the store or just hanging out at, at their house or whatever. And you wouldn't want to see that as a TV show. You would be pissed off if you spent four episodes of them just shopping <laughs> and building character or whatever. Well, and, so. and, and, and they might have said this in there so people don't come at me if I'm admitting that if I missed this. You know a simple, easy line that we could have made my transition a little easier? Hey, Percy, you, you would run that kingdom? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, we got jewels and riches and stuff that I have no use for. But I guess you got like something to be like, oh, it's oh, we could get riches if we go. Yeah, yeah, there's money there, too. (laughs) We're here now. Like, you know, I'm saying like something. We're not just here for the power of friendship. (laughs) Right, right. Where Percy's making it known that, oh, yeah, we have like it was a very rich town and it's extremely rich. And even you could have juxtaposed that with once they got to the town and saw how shitty it looked. It's a dumpling hole with zombie giants. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. To be like, hold on, this place has a bunch of riches. Like you could have. So even that one throwaway line would. Maybe Percy making a comment about the riches in his land, bringing them all aboard, I would have probably, I could have rolled with. But, but again, and I might have been in it, so I might have missed it. So, Also, one other good thing about the show is just the voice cast. Uh, it's mm-hmm. stellar. Not only just the is the main you know critical role voice cast great, but they also just called in a whole bunch of favors from people. Like um, I, David Tennant, for one thing off the yeah. top of my head, was, was in it. Um, fucking Pippin. From Lord of the Rings, I can't remember the actor's name. I know how it's mm-hmm. Ian something, uh, but like they've got like all their friends. Kyrie Payton, who is my favorite, probably my favorite voice actor because he voiced Cyborg and Aqualad yep. and all sorts, and he's played with them before. So like they they just called in all their favors for all their great voice actors, and they just all do such a wonderful job. It is it's fucking it's just awesome. <laughs> all right, well let's get down to it. We're going to our rating system. What do you give? Box fifteen out of five. Fair, fair. It seems like a very fair and strong rating there by you. Uh, <laughs> um, I am going to give it a three point five out of five. I really do enjoy it. I think it's a really good show. I think anybody watches, you'll fly through the episodes and be leave asking for more. Um, but right, it, it is some animation things that I don't care about, but some people may possibly care about, and I do think. Like you said, like they, they they made a condensed story, which I think it left a little bit of um left some things on the cutting floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think was could have been more important to make this like great. So, but no, I think it's a great show. I think everybody should check it out. And if you do not check it out, uh, your mom is a hoe. 
<laughs> she's probably a nice. She's probably a nice lady. Let me be real. She's probably but, nice. yeah. She's still out there in the in the streets, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> Looking for your the daddy. Finds a young woman on her way to visit her mother in the hospital, stranded with four strangers in the mountain during a massive snowstorm. When she discovers a kidnapped child in one of those strangers' vans, she knows she can't trust any of them. That is the summary of No Exit. This is a thriller that was on Hulu that you can go check out if you own Hulu or if you borrow one of them passwords like we get down. Uh, <laughs> you can go check out No Exit. Who pays for streaming services? <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, for real, for real, for real. Just let your mother get it or your father get it and just yeah. say, hey, let me get that password, moms and pops. Go on to that. Uh, I enjoyed this one, but when I say enjoyed it, I feel like there are so many holes and so many lapses in just logic that you got to watch it and go, huh, I don't think I would have done that. The first lapse in logic for me is I'm going to mind my business. <laughs> because we black. We don't, need to, we don't need to smoke. How about that? I'm not going out in the snow and be walking around nobody's van. Even if I hear some knocking and rattling in it, I ain't like, looking at nobody's van. Man, someone must have left a dog in the car. <laughs> Ooh, right, that dog's going to die. I am minding <laughs> my business. And the further fact is, like, makes me feel this way is that this woman is set up to be of someone who's that is recovering. You know who, who minds their business better than everybody? Sure Former crackheads. <laughs> yeah, they mind their business. I didn't see shit. They never wanna... Yeah, exactly. Because I ain't trying to mess up the crack for them or the bag for them. I, I, so that was already had to suspend belief that this former addict was like, let me be up in their business. Nah, homie, you, you're not doing that. I do think that when I say some things can have too many twists, this has too many twists. All right, you gave me the first twist, <laughs> and you like was like, oh, twists. yeah, yeah, it's like, okay, got it. Then you give me the second twist, and I'm like, that's a little harder to believe. And then you kind of give me a flashback to kind of submit the second twist, and I'm like, I'm looking at this woman, and I'm like, there's no way you are working. Okay, all right, all right. We'll just say that she is. And then you give me the like the final kind of twist thing here, and I'm just like, well, why are we doing this now? Like, whose plan was this complicated? Why didn't you do this on a better day when you checked the weather and realized it wasn't going to be a snowstorm? Like, it's so many questions I asked. It's not going to be Why answered. are you going off the highway when there is a snowstorm? <laughs> right, right. And I know that this movie's not set up to answer those questions. So that's when I had to get sit back and say, what is the movie giving me? And how do I like the movie based on what it's giving me? Based on what the movie was giving me, I enjoyed it. it, it, it but it's nothing that I won't. If you come to me three days from now and go, hey, have you seen this movie? Blah, 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 blah. I'll be like, oh, yeah, that movie on Hulu. I may not totally remember what it was about. Just remember about some chick in the van. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it's not a memorable movie. It, it was just, I don't know who this is made for. Like, is it Dennis made Hayes for the women that fans. watch? Is it for who? Which one? Dennis Haysbert fans. <laughs> Maybe, yes. Because, you know, El Presidente, who's a Marine, too, here. But, like, who is this made for the women that sit around and watch, like, the ID channel all day? Is this made for, like, people who watch, like, how to, like, make a serial killer? Like, I don't know who this is made for because it's not really horror. The suspense is very minimal. But the, the people in here are younger people. So... That makes you think it's going to be for a younger audience. When I say younger, I mean, let's say the early 20s. Like, early 20s. Of a, so, like, who who, who who, are you trying to appeal to with this movie? Because I don't know who the appeal is. And then part of me was like, oh, well, maybe the appeal here is, like you said, 
they want to know who who did it or who's the like when you see the preview and it goes, oh, that's interesting. I want to know who has the chick trapped in the van. Well, that's revealed very quickly. Like, <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's the person you thought was going to have the chick in the van. That's right. And I want to say it's not even a surprise who it is. So, <laughs> it, I, yeah, like I said, after a while, I was like, I, I'm just going to just let this thing force feed me whatever it's going to force feed me, and I'm gonna roll with it. And then the, finally, the ending happens. And that's even more bombastic than everything else that happens in the movie. And I'm going to say this is a nod for me, bro. This It's a nod. Because I started off being like, oh, this could be a pleasant little Hulu. Because Hulu does pretty well with their little random movies they make for themselves. And yeah, I'm, I'm good on this one. What do you think, Jason? I got more entertained as the movie went on. Um, I'm always here for Dennis Haysbert having a job. Uh, you know, Snake Doctor needs to be out there more often. Uh, just period. <laughs> Honestly, if I'm in a situation where um, I don't know who to trust, I'm immediately trusting him just by him just talking to me. I'm immediately trusting. I'm like, you are actually the good guy. I need to tell you something like real quick. There's a girl trapped out in the van. I need you to handle that like right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, one of the greatest lines is uh, in this movie. Um, one of the, uh, the bad guy, this is, I guess that's kind of a spoiler, but it's not really, uh, yells to Snake Doctor, are you willing to die for strangers? He's like, I'm a Marine. That's what we do. <laughs> right, like, right, right. That is that is on point right there. Mm -hmm, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Literally. Uh, so that made me chuckle. Um, but biggest things is nail guns don't work like that. Um, they don't shoot nails. Um, if you're going to get yourself injured by a nail gun, you have to press it into your flesh. And, mm -hmm. and that's how you will injure yourself with a nail gun. It will not shoot across like a nine millimeter. Um, so if you have a gun and someone else has a nail gun, unless they're, you know, within arm's length of you, you have the advantage. And even if you, if they are, you still have a gun. So that's mm -hmm. great. And all cops are bad at their jobs. Um, <laughs> and everything. <laughs> um, but this movie is just like, it's just, it goes from like one implausible, like, why did you not like, you know, there's a girl in the car. So, you know, at least one person in this, this room full of people is a bad guy. You're not going to like, and you go into this like construction area, you're not going to, you know, arm yourself with a hammer or anything that you can find there. You know, uh, once you do find out that one person is uh, the bad guy, you could easily walked up to him and hammered him to death and be like, oh, he has a girl mm -hmm. kidnapped in the car. Uh, that's why I killed him. You know, yeah, that wouldn't work because obviously there's another person in there that is with that guy. But or at least two more people, maybe I don't know. <laughs> but still, like you could have been a little bit smarter about. Go ahead, go ahead and try to cover it up. It's fine. <laughs> and like, uh, yeah, it, after a while, it gets kind of ridiculous, especially when like one person has a gun and everybody else doesn't. And they're like, oh, we don't know what to do. Like y'all just die. That's what you do. Just go in there and shoot them. <laughs> like why are we, <laughs> why are we debating this? It's silly, but like. And then at the end, you know, like, I don't understand, like, how Hollywood thinks you can get shot in the stomach and live. Like, you get shot in the stomach, you get to die slowly and painfully. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how that works. <laughs> you know? So, like, I don't know, like, ugh, like, in every movie, someone gets, like, shot and stabbed in, like, their vital lower abdomen and just, like, mm -hmm. walk it off. And I don't understand, like, why that is a thing. <laughs> They built it's tough, like, I guess. Yeah. Movie tough. Built movie tough. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I just got shot in the gut by this cop. And I'm just going to, next scene, I'm fine. I'm walking around. Like, 
I'm not even paralyzed. Just get the fuck out of here. But yeah, um, it's not bad, but it's not good. <laughs> All so, right. What, what, what not the strangest movie I've seen with Dennis Haybird in it because I've seen a movie where he is a white guy where everyone sees him as a white guy, but he's still Dennis Haysbert and it's fucking wild. <laughs> Actually, maybe it's in watching that. What's the name of that movie? I can't remember, but like, like a, a white guy ends up dying, and like they like he's like the, his twin, and they were like yeah. trying to figure out why he's dead. And but it's like a white dude, and this lady's like describing Dennis Haysbert. It's like I, I love your Romanesque nose, and it's like it's Dennis Haysbert. He doesn't have a Romanesque <laughs> nose. What's what's going on? <laughs> it's crazy. All right, what do you give? Uh, what what's the rating on this one? Uh, let's go with a two, two out of five. It's not egregiously stupid, but it's pretty stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna give it a one point five. I'm, I'm not here for it. Uh, <laughs> spoilers in five, four, three, two, one. It's two kidnappers, but then the white woman is like the maid or whatever, the housekeeper of the child that's kidnapped. Gets kidnapped. But here's the other twist. I said there's another twist. The kid has some kind of disease where, like, if she gets adrenaline or too hyped up, she can die. Which like, is like, why would you kidnap? And the fact is, they also, they're not kidnapping this child for ransom money, even though her family is rich. It would easily pay them money to get her right. back. They're kidnapping this girl to send her off to sex slavery, which is like, she's going to, you're, you're, you're yeah. selling a lemon here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, like, then they keep talking about, like, Uncle Rico or whatever dude name is, and that never gets paid off. Never gets like, paid it's off. It's just random dude that just bringing him hurts. Yeah, because if we I'm don't sorry. deliver this child to him, he's gonna kill us or something like that. Because yeah. you know this child sex ring where you kidnap rich people's kids, like y'all are doing this wrong, <laughs> all the way wrong. Not saying that I know a right way to do it because I'm not in that game, but <laughs> I am saying that I know that's the wrong way to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the wrong way to do it. <laughs> I don't know the right way. <laughs> Make sure I clear my name first. Uh, <laughs> with that being said, oh man, this is an anthology cartoon series of 12 to 15 minutes shorts that is set in the boys universe. This is the boys diabolical is on Amazon prime. As I just said, it is a anthology cartoon series set in the same world as the live action, the boys based off the comic book, the boys starring uh, in the show stars, Keith Urban. I'm uh, sorry. Carl Urban said Keith. Sorry. Keith uh, Urban Carl Urban. Singing country music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the boys. Uh, so with that being said, Jason, what did you think of the boys diabolical? So I've only watched a few episodes of this, so I can't say I've seen the whole entire uh, anthology series, but for the most part, it's, it's held my attention. Um, I don't know, maybe for me, I guess kind of like the boy shtick is kind of wearing thin on me a little bit uh, mm-hmm. after two seasons and now this and I guess the third season is coming up. Um, so I'm not really enjoying the property as much as I used to, but this is still pretty fun kind of stuff. The first one is the uh, Baby's Day Out. Uh, it's very yeah. reminiscent of old school like Warner Brothers cartoons, but with a twist that the baby has laser eyes and this uh, the scientist is trying to uh, protect the baby from these that was pretty funny. It was a little bit, it was cute, even though there was a lot of exploding bloody limbs being <laughs> blown off and stuff. Also, they stole like scenes from the movie Baby's Day Out. Yeah, with the fucking animation. 
but I thought it was pretty dope. <laughs> but the 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 uh the girder it's and the baby just walks yeah, on yep. it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was pretty cute. That was pretty enjoyable. Uh a lot of the stuff. There's one that was directed by um Justin Roiland from Rick and Morty. And there's definitely some Justin Roiland jank in there. You know, he mm. can't help but do a silly voice and and be weird with all the, the but that one even was kind of fun too because uh it was about uh rejected Vought uh babies who didn't have cool powers going back and right. taking revenge on their parents. And that was a lot of fun seeing them track down and kill their parents with their gloriously stupid it's just, powers. It's funny because like the name of the episode is an animated short where pissed off supers kill their parents is the title of that episode. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's a lot of fun stuff here. Uh if you like the the boys world you'll definitely enjoy getting more. And this stuff definitely is more in line with the comic book rather than the show, mm-hmm. especially with the one with uh, the actually has Butcher and I um, can't remember the oh, fucking the Jack Ryan. Yeah. yeah, his character's name. But it actually looks like Butcher from the comics as well as uh, Sean, um, the dude from oh, uh, uh, walking yeah, from, yeah, from yeah, yeah. Simon, Simon Dead. Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg, because uh, that yeah. was who originally he was supposed to look like. That's why he's the father in the TV show, because mm. Gareth Enos, when he was writing that book, Simon Pegg was his neighbor, and he just copied his image <laughs> while he was writing the book. So, like, they actually do more of the style of uh, the comic book rather than the uh, the TV show. So there's a lot of like to hear, a lot of like here, especially if you like a lot of different animated shorts, especially like a lot of stuff from, from anime, animated past stuff like I do. There's definitely mm. a lot to like here. Um, but yeah, if you're like uh, the boy shtick about you know the superheroes being dicks, yeah, that's fine too. I guess <laughs> it's kind of well, weird to me. I, I think that's where I kind of enjoy this series a lot is because it didn't really deal to- totally in that realm. Like I think it's maybe one or two episodes where one. you kind of do that. Which the one at the end, the last episode, really deals with that like them being d-bags but even them being d-bags in that last episode it's more of like an origin story of them being a d-bag so it, it kind of worked for me in that regard like i i'm like you i enjoyed this more than i enjoyed i guess the totality of season one and two because i think when we reviewed the boys i don't know if we reviewed it here or we just talked about it the boys started getting annoying to me because the boys never got a win yeah, like it was no point during the boys that I felt like they could ever beat any of these superheroes at any point, um, well, and so it became almost like, well, what are they doing this for? Like, okay, you're gonna try to ruin their reputation. Okay, so well, especially in the in the comic book, they actually have superpowers themselves because they have all because everybody knows that Compound V will give them superpowers, so they actually had, can mm-hmm. physically stand up to other superheroes and beat the shit out of them if they so right. need to. So it's like in this one, they're just like trying to find schemes to to get over on these guys who are bad, practically gods, and they right. generally don't. <laughs> but you know, I because I enjoyed it. I mean, what is it? So I'm your pusher is the one you're talking about that actually has the the likeness from the comic books where they yeah. basically give the, the 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 superheroes drug pusher a another antidote that can so he can inject it into one of the supers and then whatever. So some of my highlights from it is. Um, I did enjoy the animated short where pissed off supers kill their parents. I thought that was cool. Uh, Boyd in 3D, I thought was really, really good. Basically, he gets some uh, clean 
some cream from Voight and puts it on and oh yeah, it makes them it almost kind of super. But then it's a twist at the end that I thought was really really dope. Uh, I thought that was really cool. <laughs> I thought BFFS was disgusting and gross, and it was made by Aquafina, so it just gave me another reason to hate her more. So uh, yes, yeah, so I'm in a black suit. You know, yeah, she didn't do that. That makes it even worse. And I've been that I'm still in that group for her and the blacks and thing. But I thought one of the best ones uh was Nubian versus Nubian. I thought that was really cool. I think Aisha Tyler actually writes that wrote that one. So that was pretty dope. And then John and uh Sun He, I thought was a really, really good. I think that was good outside of it being part of this universe. Like, I thought that was just a very, I think everything else on here kind of needs the universe to make work a little bit. I think John and Sun He works without the universe very, very well. Uh, and then one plus one equals two. That's the one that has Homelander and uh, Black Noir in it. And I, what I say is the origin story of them being dicks, which it, it, it makes sense when you see it and how it plays out. And it definitely plays into Homelander's insecurities and stuff that we see in the show. But it kind of is like maybe that beginning note the show. Why does he feel or act the way he does once he finally gets to the show? I, I, I enjoyed this in the sense that it it did a lot of things that the show can't do or won't do. Let me say that. But also it makes this universe feel bigger than just what we see from the boys. The only issue I have with this is that when you see all this chaos that's happening in these just these shorts, why would anybody be ever in support of superheroes? Never. Like, it is so much chaos that goes on in these shorts that it's like, nah, bro, we good here. You need to shut down that thing. Anybody that's been injected, you need to find a way to de-inject them. And we need to just rather get regular humans and regular problems. I'd rather deal with Cold Wars than deal with Homeliner frying me if I don't he doesn't if I don't agree with his his mythology. Like, I'd rather deal with Cold Wars than babies laser beaming whole SWAT teams. <laughs> like, you know, you know like dudes. you know. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, uh, it, that, dudes that, heads that's the only concern Brains I had ball. was that. Right, the concern I had was that. Why are regular people putting up with this? I mean, it'd be different if it was a fear factor about they're putting up with it. And I know somebody's gonna say, "Well, if you watch the boys, you idiot." They made it seem like the the only way to stop a, a bad guy with superpowers is a good guy with superpowers. I know the gun stopping the gun thing. I get you, but. These people are killing a bunch of people and uh, the collateral damage to get that one superhero that's supposed to be the help. It's a lot of collateral damage to get to that one. So you fine with that. Like you fine with people saying, hey, look, we need to test out these guns by slaughtering this whole town. But at least we know the gun don't jam. So now we can go after the bad guys with guns. Like that's what we're basically agreeing to in this world. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, this is America. So uh, that's touche. it. Touche. <laughs> And now you've answered all the questions that I had about this show. <laughs> this is 100% what we do. We will slaughter a town and make sure the gun it. don't jam. Yep, yep, yep. I did enjoy it. I did think that the shorts before it with the dog was really, really cute and funny. Like every time the dog would come on, he would do something different and open his Pee credits. on the fucking side. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's what, what really sucks like. about the show is there's not enough of fucking the dog in, in the show. True. Them dogs are expensive to have on set. Uh, so, <laughs> with all that being said, like I'm here for it. If you're a fan of the boys, definitely good for it. If you're just a fan of the crude, kind of like you said, the boys' humor or Deadpool type of humor and all that stuff, like just crude and out there, extreme violence that's on, like just overly cartoony, I think it's good for that. Uh, I do think it's some misses. Like I said, the Aquafina one, 
of the BFFS. I just think it's gross. You may people may enjoy it, but that was very anime inspired. Um, I didn't care for uh, the one plus one equals two. I understood why I was there. It just wasn't great for me. And I'm your pusher. I, I don't think it added anything. I thought it was kind of cool, but it, like I could have done without it. Like it, it, it wouldn't have made me or broke me either way. I don't think it added anything new to us knowing that some of the soups do drugs and his drugs got tainted, so he wilds out. Okay, cool. All right. I whatever. think a lot of this for me, uh, especially with Gareth Dina's writing, is that a lot of it is just like, how over the top can we be? Like, what is the most you know heinous thing that we can put on the page or the screen? And a lot of these shorts are like, what is the grossest thing that we can show you and and still get away with this? <laughs> like, right, right. And so, and some people might find that fun. Uh, and some parts it is kind of fun, but sometimes it's like, I didn't need this. I didn't need to know that one person drinks baby blood for for fun because that's the only thing that gets them hard. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Definitely, it it reeked of a unsophisticated James Gunn script. Yeah. Reeks is something I would have wrote in high school. <laughs> right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's cool if Aquaman fucks fish, but I don't need to know about baby blood yeah. giving dude a stiffy. Like, it, yeah, it, I don't it, need to go in the details of that. He's like, oh, though there is a funny uh, for the Batman premiere. One guy asked him, "What kind of fish was it?" Asked Jason Momoa. <laughs> what kind of fish? <laughs> it's like Jason. Can I ask you a question? He's like, yeah, sure. It's like, what kind of fish? He's like, nah, man, I'm not. <laughs> I wish I wish Jason would have had enough wherewithal. I'm like, hold on, what's what's your name? And he'd be like, oh, Scott. Fuck you, Scott. Like, <laughs> fuck Scott. you, Barry. <laughs> like, you come back, man. He's like, that's a funny joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I wish you would have punctuated it that with that, like, so it could have had some symmetry with the show. Um, but all right, let's go into ratings for the boys. Diabolical. What would you give this, Jason? I give it a, a three out of five. I'm here for all the different styles of animation and stuff. That's always fun for me. And yeah, some of the stuff is up my alley, so I can't knock it that much. But yeah, so three out of five. I'll probably give it a I'll give it a three point five out of five. I think it is a lot of enjoyable stuff here. Even the shorts I said I could do without. I think they're still enjoyable. And yes, I'm about to reach into the Jason trope bag. <laughs> it's short. These things are like twelve to fifteen <laughs> minutes. So like, even if it isn't like really doing it for you, before you really start realizing it's not doing it for you, it's over. It's over. You're on to the next one. So. <laughs> Like, look, everybody, Jason doesn't really like watching movies. He just likes reviewing them. Yeah, absolutely. The shorter you better, baby. The shorter. Get, me, get right to the point for me. One day we're going to start reviewing short films, and this could be the best day of my life. Like six <laughs> minutes. Like All I did was six minutes. We got two things <laughs> on the docket. It's going to be like 20 of them, but six minutes apiece. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great day for me. Um, But, yeah, yeah, I, I'm going to give it 3.5. I did enjoy it. I thought it was – I thought it did a great job of building out this world and making you know that, like, these are the stakes that people are living with in this world every day for good or for bad. So I'm here for it. All right. Well, it's one of those moments here where I'm sad but proud to say we did it, man. We did That's it. We did it. We did it. I mean, we have knocked out one, two, three, four, five, six, six subject matters today. We and only we talked about Batman show. for an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true too. But people don't know this. So if you were listening to this as the whole show, thank you. We really appreciate that you stuck in here with us. Hopefully it was enjoyable. You had some laughs, you had some cries, you had some fuck you, Jasons. 
depending which Jason you want to refer to that to. So it's that's all I can accurate either way. <laughs> yes, exactly. I love our name being similar. It's a really good thing. Uh, so, or like, hey, he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. I'm here for it. I'm glad if you did that. Um, but we do also have these episodes chopped up on YouTube, so you can enjoy it there. We do have some of our episodes chopped up on the podcast, because I'm pretty sure if you listen to this whole show, our The Batman review has probably already been out. So... Mm. Listen to that, or you can, you know, listen to the whole show like you did today. But we really do appreciate it, all the support. Uh, the biggest thing we're asking everyone to do is like our new initiative. It's the new Head Cannon Circus Inward for Nerd Initiative. Is tell a friend, listen to the show or watch the show. Like, hey, if you like the content, share it. Yeah, like Jason tells his mom to do it. I tell my mom to watch it. My mom's finally so happy because we don't curse as much, <laughs> which we never curse that much. But I had other shows where there was a lot of cursing on there. I curse a lot. Yeah, but yeah, well, I mean, my mom doesn't worry about your what you say, you know, what I say. <laughs> so, um, here you go, Jason's yeah. mom. And no, yeah, right. <laughs> so, but please, yes, tell a friend, listen to it, share, send it to a friend. I'm pretty sure wherever you're listening to it, it has a share button, hit it and say, Hey, this is a funny show that I listen to. I think you'll like it. And, you know, this is how we build an audience, this is how we become better. Also, some things you don't like about it. You can always comment. You can leave a comment below, especially on all our platforms, especially on YouTube. Tell us what you think. Tell us what was great, what sucked, and uh, how we cannot do, how we could do better, or if we should just wrap this up and never do another show again. Either or, we'll take it. We'll read it. We'll laugh if about it. We'll clap at you. Jason, make sure you spell his name right, especially it's spelled J-A-S-O-N. Make sure you use that spelling for when you want to criticize <laughs> J-A-S-O-N. Okay, everybody? Yes, yes. <laughs> and when you want to talk about how much you love it, Make sure you spell Jason's name right. It's J-A-S-E-N. <laughs> so just so you know that, J-A-S-E-N, if you want to talk about how much you love it. Um, but other than that, and I think the last thing I do want to shout out, one of our sponsors, Nerd Focus, keeping mm. us energetic. That's how we were able to knock out so many subject matters today. I like the locale one. I know a lot of people talk about how good the, the normal regular one is, but I enjoy the locale more than the regular one. But also, this is I got that sugar. So my diabetes be acting up, so I got to keep... <laughs> Uh, I got to keep the sugar levels as low as possible. And this does a really good job for me in regards to that. Um, with all that being said, oh, yeah, people want to know it's like zero added sugars. That's why I'm saying that for the low calorie <laughs> one. But with all that being said, guys, um, thank you again for watching. We will see you next time. Jason, any closing words? Uh, be kind, be considerate, and tip your servers and bartenders at least 20%, including Jaren. We love uh, you. So sweet for you to, to bring them back here. As I said again, guys, we will see you all next week. Peace. It's not like you, you got to stick the landing. That's all. <laughs> One of the biggest problems that we weren't around is because I drank all my nerd focus. I was out. I was lethargic. I was tired. I couldn't focus, man. So <laughs> if you want to keep us making these things regularly, we got to keep us focused. And how you keep us focused is by you buying some nerd focus. The link will be in the description. And then that way, when they give us money, we can give it back to them by buying nerd focus. More nerd focus. focus. So it's just it's just a cycle of nerd focusing all the way through the nerd focusing of the most nerd focusing. And we all will be pleased. We all will be focused. We all will have the brain power to give you all what you need and all what you want all the times. I mean, Jason was drinking it and he may have some prospects for a girlfriend because he was able to talk to girls. No. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Look, some problems cannot be fixed. <laughs> that being said, please go ahead and try some nerd focus.